Hey, we're back. It's Tech Talk. It's going to be New Year's, Jay. I can't wait, man. I know. My co-host, Dr. Jay Greenstein. What's up, y'all? Hey, guys. And today, we are, we got an amazing guest. You know, best way to end the year. She is a funny, funny person. She is a doctor of chiropractic. A great, great Cairo, uh, but she's also a speaker, a lecturer. She is a very innovative person, and she's got a, she, she, I can't wait for these conversations here, but she has a, an amazing, innovative way about her. I, I don't, well, hopefully, we can lead her into technology, but um, ladies, um, Dr. Cindy Howard. Cindy, thank What's you. Welcome for being here, hon. Brad, Jay, I'm so excited. This is so fun. Thank you for having me. That was this. That was the typical politically correct response, right? Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. all right, we're good now. But, but we know you, Cindy. There's going to be no filter. We we. Get oh, I'm it. done. That was it. That's where the PC ends, and now the fun begins. Right. And what are we talking about today? Uh, well, you told me technology, but I don't believe you because normally people ask me to come on to talk about like pelvic disorders, penises, vaginas, all kinds of fun stuff like that. And you guys yeah. masqueraded as like this. This tech guru thing, and you wrote me in. So I'm not sure how I'm going to tie the two together, but I'm going to do my best. It's going to be about porn. Let's just let's just you know, okay, guys. Okay, okay, come on, come on, come on, come on. Porn. Come on. I this, think we don't know who's listening to this. Brad, oh, come on, Brad. There's no filter. Don't be such a funny daddy. Well, I'm not. I'm usually the funny guy on this deal, you know. And you're the serious scientist guy. <laughs> sure. And right. <laughs> You know, you're the brainiac in the group. Well, maybe Cindy is the brainiac in the group. She's definitely the smart one of this three. Yeah, Yeah. the smart one for sure. Cindy, you have like a billion names after your, a billion letters after your name. But, but just really quickly, tell the audience a bit about you and like your, your history in chiropractic and all the things that you're doing. All the things that I'm doing. Yeah. So I actually graduated from National University as a chiropractor and I love, right? I love that whole aspect of medicine. And I took it one step further. I got a diplomate in internal medicine and nutrition and I hold a fellowship in um, in medical acupuncture. And I don't know, I do all kinds of fun stuff that way. And I've been practicing in, well, outside of the city of Chicago in the suburbs for almost 22 years. I teach all over the country, and really, I wasn't joking about the pelvic disorders and the penis and vagina. I do teach on that, but <laughs> GI and immunology and blood work and immunology, and I don't, you know, pick something in the medical field. I probably have an opinion on it, and I also do a lot of private consulting. So I love to help people with the communication piece of practice, uh, you know, just to right increase adherence and outcomes and help with health. And, you know, now I'm on the tech side, right? So, you know, you've got a girl here who barely knows how to turn on her computer, which is true. And, you know, now I'm talking about technology and learning about it and helping mold it, right, in the world that we live in. So it's pretty fun. It's amazing. And and what I love about you, Cindy, and I love many things about you because you know you're one of my most favorite people with the heart of gold. Um, You are able to, and, and I think there's, the vast majority of, of, of people in our field, men and women, like we, we have no issue talking about penises and vaginas. Cause guess what? It's just human anatomy for God's sake. Like, and sex is normal. Like these things are normal. So Brad's freaking out because he, he didn't go through chiropractic school, but like we had to do pelvic exams. We had to do uh, rectal exams. Like we did all that stuff. Brad, you probably don't even realize that, but like we had to no, do that so on, on each other, on each other, Brad. Yeah, like no. not on mannequins. Like we I've, heard do it. Story. I've been doing chiropractic for uh, twenty years, man. I I have heard the stories. 
I have heard the stories. And uh, they're all true. It, they're I'm all sure true. They are. No, I'm sure they're they are. True. That's what drives, true. drives it, you it, to it, chiropractic college. Yeah, it actually, it, it's great though because Cindy, you have a a practice that's really dedicated to way more than musculoskeletal care. And there's nothing wrong with musculoskeletal care. The population needs us for that, for sure. But but what you do in your practice is amazing. And I've sent you tons of patients over the years, lots of, and I know that lots of chiropractors send you patients for the types of conditions that you treat and you treat a lot of different things. Like, so what would you say in your practice are the most common conditions that you're treating these days? Wow. You know what? And it does vary, Jay. It, it, it's so true. But I mean, I see basic things just from people who are exhausted and don't understand why they're exhausted. Sure. Um, traveling all the way through autoimmune disease, which unfortunately is running rampant in our society. You know, the, the, the amount of autoimmune disease we're seeing present is going to, in my opinion, take over most other disease processes. Mm. Um, all the way through to patients, you know, who are walking through cancer and how to co-treat that and support them nutritionally. Um, and as a cancer survivor myself, you know, really being able to relate back to very simple conditions and really very complex, hard, tough conditions that a lot of times, you know, people have sought out other doctors and don't get answers and, and, and aren't successful. And they wind up, unfortunately, in my office last, <laughs> but usually nowhere else than to go. Um, and we make some huge progress. It's really, it, it's great to implement this type of medicine and practice and nutrition and, you know, however we want to label that, right, to really get to some root causes and help people get on the right path of wellness. I love it. Can you can we dig a little deeper on the autoimmune piece? Because I'm really curious. Why, why do you think that autoimmune diseases will be taking over in the future? Yeah, um, well, because I think we live in a really crappy environment, right? Mm -hmm. And I say crappy, which is, I think, your favorite word, Jay, of mine, <laughs> right? Because we can't get away with a conversation without talking about poop. Like, nope. impossible. Yeah. We can't have a meal. Nope. We can't talk about sex. We can't have sex. Well, we're not having sex, but we can't have sex, right, without even talking about poop. <laughs> we really can't talk about autoimmune disease without talking about gut function. And when we look at the environment we live in, right, like we've genetically modified food. We're living among chemicals. We're stressed to, right? Like, so if I ask you your stress level on a scale of zero to 10, people will give me 11s and 12s and 300s, right? Sure. So our stress level is enormous. And when we look at the environment that we're, we're creating, really, getting away from natural, simple things, we're really living in a toxic environment. And then we can talk about things like 5G and, right, you know, yeah. Yeah. it used to be microwaves. Don't stand in front of the microwave. Now it's don't use your cell phone. And and all of that has some validity and research behind it to show how harmful it is to our immune system. So when our immune system is working properly and we have bad things happen to us, right, the immune system knows how to work. And really, if you think about all the things we're exposed to, if our immune system didn't work, my bad joke is we'd probably all be dead by about the age of two with what we're exposed to. But it's really like our bodies are intelligent, right? We give it the right tools. It's, it's a very gifted machine. It's a very gifted piece of technology, right? Mm -hmm. It really can help us get well. But we keep abusing it. So we feed it junk and we don't exercise and we don't sleep and, you know, we're stressed out or we're in bad relationships and that list can be exhaustive. And it... Basically, you know, very simply, it's like saying to the immune system, we're going to abuse you until you give up. And then the immune system starts to go, you win, right? And all of these bad processes start to happen. And now we have these diseases. And what people don't realize is even like diabetes, which is huge, right, in our country, is an autoimmune disease. Sometimes we even look at cancer as an autoimmune disease. Hashimoto's thyroiditis, rheumatoid arthritis, lupus, and again, that list is is pretty exhaustive sure. if we go through it. and. <clears throat> You know, we're not moving in a direction to 
to fix those things, right? We just keep creating more evil and bad, so to speak. So the prevalence just keeps going up. Um, and, and it's really fixable by lifestyle, education, diet, you know, all the things that we practice in the chiropractic world all the time. Sure, sure. That makes a lot of sense. It seems like the the world of, of functional medicine, functional nutrition um, is really evolving. And one of the things that I have a lot of interest in is the the whole genetic testing piece. Mm-hmm. Um, can you speak to, to, to us and to the audience about um, the, the impact of genetic testing, kind of how it works, what it means for the future of making better diagnoses and, and, and having better interventions for, our, for ourselves, quite honestly, and our patients. Sure. It's, you know what, it's actually really exciting and it's really at its infancy. So we know, you know, we've always said, well, you know, my mom and dad have it, right? We've always looked at family history of what your parents have, what your grandparents have. And we've said, well, if there's heart disease in the family, right, we're a little more concerned because we may then, you know, have heart disease. What's interesting is we've now figured out ways to actually map out our DNA and look at certain genetic markers, and there's thousands of them. There was a project called the Human um, Genome Project that looked at over 46,000 genes, and it's growing from there. And we were basically able to map out and say, look, if you have this and we're showing a positive for that gene, and I'm trying to make this really simple, right, since this isn't, you know, a science class, but... If you have this active gene, you are now prone for XYZ disease, right? So it's never a guarantee. And we look at genes as a light switch. So if you figure your mom and dad gave you what you got, so, you know, it's a good reason to sit in the therapist's office because it's always your parents' fault, but they gave you what you got, right? And this, you're born with this light switch. And if we do really good things to take care of ourselves, we can actually turn that light switch off so that we don't have what's called gene expression, where now it manifests into a certain disease process. Or we can abuse ourselves and do all this bad stuff that turns that light switch up or on, and now we have what's called gene expression, and now we increase that risk for diabetes, Alzheimer's, dementia, heart disease, cancer, pick something, right? So the way we use it is really fascinating because when we can run a series of genes, we can now determine if you're at a greater risk, right? So still no guarantee, but let's say my, you know, my mom and dad both had heart disease and I have all of the genetic markers that point in the direction that I'm going to be more prone, you know, maybe that'll get me as a patient to take my diet more seriously. Maybe it'll get me to exercise more. Maybe I, you know, will stop eating French fries and for my friends in Wisconsin cheese curds, you know, right? Like... All of this stuff that we don't necessarily think about day to day is going to affect that gene expression. So it's a great tool to educate patients, wake people up, give information, and really help the physician also guide patients on a path because there's so much we can do and what do we pick? Maybe we pick the things that we're most genetically set up for. Yeah, that's amazing. I love, first of all, I love the way you teach. You, you know, Brad, isn't it great just listening yeah, no to this? Just making it simple for a dumb guy like me. Um, but we have so much more to talk about. We do. Um, we do. We're, we, we're going to take a break, right? We, we got to take a break, and uh, we're going to come back with uh, Dr. Cindy Howard. And Cindy, I'm going to ask you about some of the testing that you do because that is amazing. And uh, something you don't typically see a chiropractor doing. And so I want to I cover that. Folks, we'll be back on the flip side of this. Uh, you're tuned to Tech Talk. Tech Talk. You are listening to Tech Talk Healthcare Podcast with our guest, Dr. Cindy Howard from Innovative Health and Wellness Center in Orland Park, Illinois. 
Tech Talk is heard on Anchor FM and many other FM internet radio stations around the globe. Thank you for joining us. Guess what? You're coming back. It's Tech Talk with Dr. J, my buddy and co-host. I'm Brad. Brad Goss. I'm Jay. I know you are. Who do we have with us today? I've sort of heard the amazing, incredible Dr. Cindy Howard. You know, Cindy Howard. What a name, Cindy. One of the things that when I was researching you today to find out a little bit about you was the incredible amount of testing that you do. And, you know, I come from sort of a medical background, uh, the MD world, and I, I've i never seen a Cairo that does that. Jay, is that normal for a Cairo to do this level of testing and the things like Cindy's doing it? You know, for the for the quote-unquote typical chiropractor that's doing musculoskeletal care, absolutely not. I mean, Cindy has a niche where she is a world-class expert. I say that all the time about you. You know that. Um, and what you do is incredible work, and it's it's groundbreaking. So, Cindy, let me drag you in. Tell me about the uh, – I've got that list of testing that you do right in front of me. Tell me about some of those. What are Poop. the really – what are the really – Poop. What, okay, come on. we got to get on from this, buddy. What are some of the common tests that you're doing and how that how that specializes you, how that affects your, your patient population? Remember, we're talking to Kairos across America here. And, and in, the, in the C block, in the end, I'm, I'm going to have you talk about how docs can refer to you, how they can go down this road a little more. But tell me a little bit more about how this testing impacts your patients, how you use this. Why are you why are you different in doing that? Yeah, awesome. That's a ton of great questions, Brad, and I appreciate the opportunity to share that because it's just it's so important. And it really comes back down to the way I really believe from the chiropractic aspect, we look at the patient, right? So we don't look at the patient reactively in terms of you have a symptom, let's just give you something and hope it goes away, right? We want to figure out what the trigger was, what the cause was, the reason, how you got there in the first place so we can really affect change for the long term versus a quick fix that may or may not even work. So the testing is really designed to find that underlying cause. So like when we dive into all sorts of different blood labs or nutrient testing or gut function testing or hormones or, and I'm just spitting a bunch of stuff out, right? Like we can test levels of neurotransmitters the body makes. We can test levels of amino acids. We can look at food sensitivities. We can, and it goes on. And and the ones I'm spitting out are probably the most common and basic. The key behind all of those is figuring out where we're broken, right? Like what is going wrong in the body? What's not functioning perfectly that may be affecting everything else? So let's even take the chiropractic world because some people out there are probably going, well, but, you know, I treat patients with back pain. What does this have to do with back pain, right? Like this isn't going to help. Well, when we look and, you know, I'm going to bring you back to science class. Remember when you had to draw that picture in science class of the cell and you were looking at the mitochondria and the nucleus, right? And the the tubules. And I can't even remember half of it because we swore we'd never use that when we were older, right? We go back to a very basic cellular level in the body. And when we provide those cells what it needs, our macronutrients, our micronutrients, and then we fix the organ system and everything else around it, well, guess what? The adjustment holds better. The muscle work works better. We don't get the muscle soreness, let's say. We don't get the stiffness. We don't get the joint pain. And there's so many aspects of musculoskeletal care that can be affected from nutrition, 
right, or from organ dysfunction or from deficiencies that a lot of us don't realize they're actually very closely related. And all of this testing really supports the, the musculoskeletal work as well as internal work. So really, they shouldn't be separated, in my opinion. That's pretty amazing. I, I uh, Jay, do you do testing like this, some of this testing? I don't. I don't. And, and, and this is one of the reasons why I think Cindy's work is so remarkable, because as I said earlier, like we, we send patients to Cindy all the time. In fact, I'll tell you a quick story. My girlfriend, um, she had this crazy facial pain, and she went and got diagnosed. In her side as your partner? Yeah. An amazing pain. That's in, a way in to her, call you. In her ass, pain. too. She had a pain in her ass. It was me. <laughs> no um, kidding. But, but really, no, but she had this Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> she had this really bizarre, like facial pain, and um, we took her to like all Georgetown and all these other places in DC that are quote unquote high level providers and different types of providers, dentists, ENT people, all all kinds of folks. Finally, I was like, you know what? We're not getting anywhere. I'm going to call Cindy. I called Cindy. Cindy did a consult with her, did testing, sent her the appropriate supplements, and literally resolved her. Resolved her. And I can't tell you the number of times that's happened. I mean, Cindy Cindy is world-class. Cindy, you're world-class at what you do. And... um, and I think it's it's mind blowing to me because there's so many sick people out there that are going through the standard allopathic model. And listen, I mean, the standard medical model has its has its benefits and it's got its good points. And I'm not bashing all of medicine, but there's so many times that these people are being mismanaged that should be going down the functional medicine nutrition route. That need to be going to people like Cindy and getting tested and really finding the root cause and then getting those those conditions resolved, not just the symptoms but the actual conditions resolved. And so I know in our practice, like, hey, look, we're great at rehab. Like, give us musculoskeletal care all day long. And there's a percentage of our patients that don't respond. And I know that there's a good portion of those people that probably would respond and do respond to to Cindy's care. You know, you said something really interesting. I'd love to just piggyback on it. That was, you know, people have a lot of symptoms. I really want people to understand that symptoms are just a way of your body letting you know something is wrong. It's not what is wrong. It's that something is wrong. So it gives us an indication when there's a symptom, we need to look further to that the thing that's broken, right? Or that underlying cause. The symptom is not the problem. The symptom is a message for you to pay attention to. And so when we just treat the symptoms, right, that's where we lack, I think, the true success over time because the focus is very short-sighted. Yeah. And I think sometimes chiropractors can be guilty of that as well. I may get some hate mail after this, but like the people that the people that are like banging on your low back for 86 visits and the back pain's not improving because they're not addressing other functional issues that these patients have are not doing those patients any service whatsoever. And in fact, doing the profession a disservice. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things I'm going to try to drag technology back into this, but one of the things Jay, that might be really cool to do is I'd love to do a data dive of Cindy stuff. Can you imagine comparing her to primary care and other chiropractors? And, oh, and, and yes. Just, oh, my gosh. And and the success rate would be my guess is super off the charts with oh, yeah. these patients compared to that. And, and that's really the things that we're trying to use data to to uncover today to turn the rock over is there are better ways to treating the the healthcare model that we have today. We're we've learned that at QVH and Infinity. We've learned, man, we're spending money right and left. 
and we're not really making people better. Well, we're treating their symptoms, as Cindy said, and and we're not getting at the core. Now, I'm a big traditional medicine guy too. I, I, you know, there's a huge place for them also, but we need to we need to use technology to change chiropractic to bring. I mean, that's what we're trying to do, Jay, is lasso them and use technology to bring them into modern healthcare technology today. And it's just. You know, this is just a great example, Cindy. We'd be glad to talk to you about doing that kind of a data dive where we can compare you because we can compare you across all specialties and see the the functions that you're doing and the success rate. My guess, guess is it's very high in doing that. And, you know, it, it, it'd be such a cool thing, Brad, to do that, and I'll tell you why. You know, there's so many times that a patient or a colleague or, you know, not a colleague, right, wants the the evidence right they want the piece of paper that says we've already done all this you know we've done these blind studies double controlled blind studies and we've done it on six thousand people right before they would even consider any of this and the problem with some of this medicine right is you're looking at doctors who have 20 30 40 years of clinical expertise in practice that's up here in the head right? And we don't have the data then always to back up what we do. And yet we know it works. We've been very successful and there's tons of us doing it. So if we could actually put some of that out through the, you know, the tech side of things, right? I think it elevates our profession to a point where now we create parity and we create respect and we create education. And now it gets out into the mainstream, right? Where people are just like clamoring for this stuff that they didn't even know could exist in their life. Yeah, you know, Jay and I have talked about that many times. One of the things is the stigma of the chiropractic world that, uh, and nothing, I mean, the MD world and other specialty worlds have the same history that goes back to them. But, uh, you know, the stigma of the bone crusher, you know, the, it's not that way. I tell people over and over, it is not that way today. We have these super intelligent chiros out there that are highly educated today. And like you, very specialized. I mean, we had Mike Bagnell on a couple of weeks ago and his brain and the things he's doing with the brain are just incredible. It's it's just incredible. And I think that's a message, you know, one of the core messages Jay and I are trying to do, and i got to be honest, the MD world, especially in primary care, is clamoring for that too because the model they have is not working. Uh, payers are banging on them for reimbursement structures also. And uh, they're, they're, we're looking, to me, it seems like we're looking for that new model and I have been all about dragging chiropractic into the healthcare world. Technology is just one avenue to do that, but we've got to get them involved in that. We've got to show the new side of the chiropractic world. It's not it's not your daddy or your grandpa's chiropractic world anymore. No, don't you? And agree? the beauty, I think, too, within our profession, and I know Dr. Bagnell well. You know, too, we we we've been on the lecture circuit together, and he's he's a friend of mine. You know, the the cool thing is, is where you look at somebody like that who is very well versed and trained in brain function, and I understand what he does, and I can speak somewhat intelligent to what he does, but it's not my gift. But because I understand it, you know, when I have a patient that I feel really can benefit then from his work, either in conjunction or instead of, and both are very possible, 
Then we have this, this intra-referral within our, our, our world, right, to really get patients well. So I'm very confident in what I do. And, you know, as Jay always boasts, I'm good at what I do. But I, I still have my bubble, right, even sure. though it's a big one of my bubble. And Jay has his bubble. And Dr. Bagnell has his bubble. And all of our friends and colleagues have their bubble. And when we can really introduce the patient to these bubbles, when we know every little part of that will help, it speaks again to the type of, of healthcare that we practice, and that is it's whole body, right? Like we're not a liver, we're not a brain, we're not a joint, we're not a big toe. You know, how you walk on that big toe really can affect the headache and the brain function. And again, you know, that's a six-hour presentation on those connections, but we really consider that. And mainstream medicine has become so individually specialized that they don't bring the whole body back together. Yeah, I say this all the time. We treat people, not parts. That's exactly right. right. And that's the message, guys. That's the message we've got to get out. And and that's part of what TikTok is trying to do. And uh, we want to do that. So we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back uh, in our closing segment and finish up with Dr. Cindy Hauer. Cindy, thank you for joining us. Uh, thank you for joining us. This has been an amazing conversation, and I can't wait to to continue and finish it up on the next block. Again, you're you're listening to Tech Talk with Dr. J and Brad. And tonight we have Cindy Howard, Dr. Cindy Howard with us. Thank you. Tech Talk. You are listening to Tech Talk Healthcare Podcast with our guest, Dr. Cindy Howard from Innovative Health and Wellness Center in Orland Park, Illinois. Tech Talk is heard on Anchor FM and many other FM internet radio stations around the globe. Thank you for joining us. And we're back. The final session here with Dr. Cindy Howard. Cindy, it's been fun. We've learned a lot. I, I tell so you, much fun. Uh, this has been a great. Uh, we're running a little bit long, but you have been an amazing guest uh, to understand some of these things and how the profession is is morphing into uh, the next generation. Uh, you're an exciting part of that generation, it seems like to me, and we've got to get this message out in a bigger way because uh, this is the future of this industry and this profession. Uh, I know you and Jay have been doing some very cool things together uh, in a couple areas. And uh, Jay, can you talk and lead Cindy into that just a little bit about what's going on? Yeah, so two Jews walk into a coffee shop and... <laughs> It sounds like a joke, right? Uh, but seriously, two Jews walked into a what coffee a great, shop. What a great lead in. Did I not actually, do, a, yeah. do a good job of that? I was going to say a CD coffee shop when I told the story. But. It's DC, not CD. Oh, okay. Uh, CD. Actually, I should have said two Jewish chiropractors walk into a coffee shop. But but seriously. But where Cindy, was the rabbi and all that? I know the rabbi somewhere. Maybe the priest, maybe both. They're probably having coffee next to us. Listen, they all need chiropractic care. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, so Cindy, maybe just tell the story um just because i think it's really cool i think the audience would really enjoy and understand and relate to like the future moving forward yeah so i, I think we should both tell the story in separate podcasts and see how close they are you know it's I think that, be pretty like, close right you know there's your <laughs> side my side and then the truth so um you know we we, we never know if this will be the perfect explanation but really you know, I, I had this crazy idea one day that I wanted to have a kiosk in the mall that patients could basically get nutrition out of, right? You know, they'd put in some demographics and check a blood pressure and, you know, out would pop three bottles that would, you know, fix the whole world, right? And so really, 
two Jews walk into a coffee shop in DC. I think you were eating pretty crappy. I was having some organic tea. I think that's how that went. Um, And as a result, you basically said, like, why would you do something so absurd and ridiculous, right? (laughs) I think that was the the key. Why don't we actually do something that's scalable, which was a word that was not even in my vocabulary, I don't think, back in those days. And why don't we take everything that's in your head and put it into technology? And you scared me because the word technology was always a little frightening to me because, again, the girl who can't turn on the computer And, you know, we started a conversation, right? And through really some amazing people that you know, we formulated a team and a company, and we've been working on this amazing product and this amazing company. And and we came up, I don't know, actually, it was another meeting in D.C. It was in a pizza shop. Where we, um, actually, I think you guys did this without me. I was at another meeting and then I came back and you're like, we got the name. And I'm like, okay, you know, whatever, that works. No, you were part of it though. No, I don't know how much I was a part of it, but it's all good. You know, I gave the final stamp of approval. Yeah, we needed Um, that. We came up with the name Covalent, right? And after a lot of wordsmithing and wordplay and looking up synonyms and antonyms on, you know, because Google, right, is our best friend. Um, we came up with the word covalent, right? And covalent meaning bonds, right? So the whole idea is to bond things. And really, this could be any sort of bond you want, like patient to doctor, mom to mom to child, right? Healthcare to yourself. And, and the whole idea is to bond technology, community, and health from our standpoint all together, right? And again, you can pick whatever words you want that sound lovely for covalent. But that was our concept, was to bring these three things together. And when we formulated the logo, which we're super excited about. I actually wish we had something to to flash here, but the the logo is really cool because if you look at it, it is actually the, um, oh my God, the word is escaping me. But when you look at the picture of- um, It's a a chemical formula. Chemical formula, thank you. But like, it was of dopamine and we were trying to figure out like, what should our logo look like? And I'm like, you know what? Dopamine, like, so that was my contribution, right? You guys can have have credit for the the name, but I want want credit for the dopamine because that's (laughs) that's our feel-good molecule, right? Like, that's why we have sex. Literally. Literally, it's a feel-good molecule. It is a feel-good. You know, that's why I buy cowboy boots, Jay. Like, I have got to stimulate more dopamine with cowboy boots. So we want people to feel good. So what we've done is we've basically tried to reproduce what's in my brain, which is somewhat scary to most people, and we're putting it into technology and an app where we are able to look at what are your underlying needs and how are you going to achieve wellness in accomplishing that, utilizing really great vetted quality products that our team is vetting, um, that we're researching, and we're doing all of that work for you. So, you know, you don't have to walk into then a store and think, oh my goodness, I don't know anything about these companies and the quality. We're going to do that all for you. And we're going to provide the education around it. And even more importantly, which is the part I'm excited about because this is new for me, is the data, right? So when when thousands of people are utilizing these products, millions that what? Millions? Millions. Million, okay. Millions of people. Oh, that exhausts me. When millions <laughs> of people are using these products, all right, we can collect the data on how well they work, how fast they work, how we can tweak them, how we can improve them. We're like, take my my little mom and pop practice. Sure, you get 20 years of clinical experience and knowledge from me, but I'm one practitioner with my group of patients. Now we can take those millions and give you that feedback so that we can make sure we constantly upgrade and improve those products, like almost to the point, Jay, where I think it's going to be daily. I mean, we're going to get that that live feedback that quickly that we can alter what we're doing for the better. And it's so exciting because... 
why would we want to be stagnant on anything, right? We want to be at the forefront of this. And you know what? We are. And just think it all started with vending machines at a mall. Right, which like, we can't so go cool. into anymore. Like I know, see, in the seeing... pandemic world, my vending machines would be sitting there with a cover over it. It's so depressing. So that coffee shop pivot was the that was the that was a pretty good move, right? Yes, that coffee shop is always going to hold a special place in my heart, Jay. Right next to you, <laughs> you and me both, kiddo. You and me both. Well, guys, that's amazing. That's an amazing story. Um, Dopamine. Uh, now I'm curious. I've got to see the freaking logo because that's. Uh, I'll send it to you, Brad. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I'm sort of a graphics guy, you know. I, I think logos and branding are really important things. But th- again, these are the messages that we need to get out, and we need to tell the rest of the world that the chiropractic world is different, and it is cha- it is changing and has changed. Uh, and docs out there, if you're listening to this, pay attention because this is your future and you need to understand it. And it's not scary. It, every one of you, I make them hold up their cell phone in our classes. You know, how many of you have one of these? You're already into the technology world. They know yeah. where you are, what you're doing. Everyone does it, it, embrace it, guys. And Cindy's one of those that you need to really embrace. Uh, she's a smart lady. So, Cindy, I'm going to sort of close things out here just a little bit with you and ask you a simple question. What one thing, what most, maybe not the most important, but what one thing do you think that the profession could do, the chiropractic profession could do to really change the world, to advance advance the profession? Yeah, you know, I'd love to come up with something like really amazing here, but I'm going to tell you, you know what, the word that comes to my mind is availability. We need to be available. We need to be, people need to have access to us, right? Because if we do our work, if we get our education and we keep practicing and we look at data and we make improvements, as long as people have access to us, we can help them and we, we really can change the face of healthcare. So it's really accessibility because without accessibility, all the other stuff behind it, nobody knows about it. Well, that's definitely where technology can come in and help people understand. But we got to change the message because it's not always that positive message it needs to be. And and that's going to take all the doctors that are out there listening to this to join in and understand and be part of the revolution, uh, run up the mountain and change the world. Guys, that's, that's, what, we're Amen. To, that's what we're trying to do. Cindy, uh, as we close out, thank you for spending time with us today. Cindy, uh, Cindy, yeah. Cindy. And uh, you know, we're uh, we're closing out 2020 here, and thank goodness. And uh, <laughs> and so, how are you going to spend your New Year's Eve? You know what? I'm going to spend it grateful. You know, it, it's been a tough year, I think, for a lot of people. Um, the one thing I would challenge everybody out there, truly, and I know this is hard. Th- there's gifts. There's so many gifts in what we're going through that if we could just change our focus a little bit and realize that they're there, um, I think we really need to be grateful for opportunities because, you know, whenever there's crisis, there's opportunity and we can wallow and be sad or we can look, you know, for the future and decide how we're going to affect change. And I think that's really, you know, the new year. And, you know, there's crab legs involved in that just to let you know, cause you know, it's the one for food worth working hard at to eat. Um, but it's really just spending it grateful. You know, people, you guys, I mean, listen, it's the people that surround all of us that make the difference and help lift each other up. And we just need to keep doing that good work. Absolutely. That's why the bomb, the atomic bomb 
girl. <laughs> the bomb. Yeah, the bomb. You're the bomb. The, the bomb. The bomb. The bomb. You've never heard that expression? What, what are you, you know what? I have. It's Dr. Bomb, please. Oh, sorry, doctor. That's why you're the Dr. Bomb. Dr. You know what? Functional no bomb. Dr. Bomb. Hold on, say that again. It's all about the three stooges. It's all I get, three stooges. Are you calling us the three stooges? No, I'm dating myself. You know, there's a three stooges episode where they talk about Dr. Howard, you know? And I'm like, oh, if I had a nickel for every time I heard the joke about Dr. Howard and the three stooges. Dating yourself. I've never seen that. I must be too young for that. I don't know. You're pretty young for a lot of things, Jay. Hey, come on. You couldn't couldn't even figure out how to plug your microphone in, Betty. I know. What was that story that you were saying about me, Brad? <laughs> we won't go there. We, listen, we're we're running out of time. Jay, uh, end of year, buddy. I, I again, I appreciate all the things that we've done. We've had a great few years together and having a, a lot of laughs, a lot of a lot of great times at the conferences. I think great people memories. enjoy our classes. Uh, we've had great memories. I look forward to twenty twenty one being a better time and spending time with you on the road, also, but also here at Tech Talk. And so, um, so my virtual cheers to you, buddy. Cheers. Um, yeah, cheers to you. And cheers uh, to everybody to the, out there. To the best year, Cindy. Uh, happy New Year to you. And and guys, uh, thank you for joining us. Look into 2021 for Tech Talk uh, on FM internet stations across the globe. Uh, and thank you for joining us and being part of Tech Talk. Thanks, guys. Lo- love you guys. Happy Bye. New Year. Welcome back. Happy New Year. Bye.